Welcome to Party Crashers. We're your hosts, Lori James and Nikkei Lewis. Today we're chatting with Erin B, who is the owner of Bella Dawn Event Planning. She believes in the power of showing up and executing and manifesting joy in all forms. So we're super excited to have her on board. Erin, how are you doing during these times? I am good. We're happy to have you. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy you've asked me to be a guest. Um, This is just a really nice way to relieve some of that that angst that we're all feeling. So this is nice. Yeah, totally. We've been in a crazy kind of climate right now. We're um, kind of protesting. We're in this social injustice time. So why don't you tell us a little bit about, you know, your your company as well as the role you decided to play in the current climate um, for fighting for justice? Um, well, I've been event planning for about 12 years. Um, actually, wow, what's crazy is I just thought about this is is this my 13th year? I'm so bad at math. That's why I'm an event planner. But um, <laughs> right, you know, one of my first events was actually six, seven, eight. It was my cousin's wedding in Mazatlan, Mexico. And that's when I just said, wow. all right, I'm an event planner. That's just what it is. You know, this is who I am. <laughs> you right, declared I'm an event planner. So, you know, I, that's when people ask me what my job was. It, that's just what it was. I didn't have much experience, but that's what I was going to be. So, um, yeah, I've been doing it for a while, um, mainly weddings. And the last, I want to say, four to five years, I've branched into corporate events, nonprofit events, and also, like, private social gatherings. So, you know, any event worth celebrating, I am want to be the girl you call. You're all for it. Yeah. So I think with what's going on right now, I think as event planners, we always try to see like, where can we fit? Where can we use our skills to jump into a particular space, regardless if it's our niche? Like, I think our problem solving nature just always wants to jump in. Totally. I, on last Tuesday, the blackout Tuesday, I decided to go out. And offer refreshments. I filled up my trunk and I went out and I felt like that was my way of giving back because I didn't really feel comfortable protesting because that weekend prior, as we all know, like the, uh, you know, the world was in an uproar. There were riots everywhere, or at least that's what the news was showcasing, that it was just crazy. But then you also got these very small glimpses of you know, beauty and people that were actually protesting um, for what they believed in. And I wanted to lend my hand and, you know, my piece of joy to that. So I picked up snacks. I filled my trunk with waters, Gatorades, whatever I could find. And I dropped it off. And at first, initially, it was like, okay, let me just drop it off with a fellow protester because I don't want to get like in the mix because it seems scary. But um that evening, I posted on IG that it felt me with it filled me up with so much joy that I wanted to go back. And I said, "Hey, if anybody wants to donate to the fund, like I'm down to go back. This is beautiful. You know, it almost felt selfish because I felt so good doing it. Um, right. But I knew that I was also giving back to my community. So within 24 hours, I had raised a thousand dollars. And wow. what? Yeah. 
amazing. I think that people, people just wanted to feel like they knew where their support was going. And I'm Mm -hmm. just blessed that people see me as a vessel and a trusted vessel to make that happen. So I've just been going out and delivering. What was your experience like? Like, as you were saying, like before, you didn't want to kind of go out there because the news was depicting like these riots, these like fires, these like really terrible things that were happening. But what did you notice when you actually went out? My experience was pure love, you know, and joy. People from all walks of life were fighting for something bigger than themselves. Um, It had... It, it was nothing that you saw on TV. You know, my first two stops, like I said, I went and, you know, I just kind of surveyed. I saw that other people, you know, some people were passing out snacks. So I would bring my goodies to them to add to theirs. Then I realized, like, I'm not going to be caught in the crossfire. So the third time I went out, I'm like, you know what? I'm taking a table. I'm going to get a lamp. I'm going to set it up Bella Dawn style, you know, like I'm going to make this cute, you know, like I'm not going to drop this stuff off and let somebody else get my credit. (laughs) Like like a true event professional. (laughs) I love it. So I just, you know, so I made it a, you know, a Bella Dawn event, you know, I called some people, everyone met out, you know, met up with me and we made it a celebration. And that's truly what this thing is. It's a celebration. It's not you know, filled with this fear that the news is depicting. It's, it's beautiful is really what it is. That's awesome. So how are you tactical about this? How did you bring in your event, you know, planning skills? How did you find the protests and that you wanted to go to IG each day? Girl. <laughs> <laughs> that good you old know, IG good is old so IG. key. It can be a gift and a curse. Um, But in times like these, it's been amazing. Some days, I'm not going to lie, they were dry days. This one day, myself and my best friend and my other girlfriend, we went out and we literally hit, it felt like every city and it was just dry. And I'm like, oh my God, like I got these people's money. I got these snacks (laughs) and I can't drop them off. You're going to start making protests just to have stuff to drop off. I'm like just passing it out to just random folks. Like, come on, (laughs) (laughs) but you know like any event like you hit these pitfalls like events are you know you never know you know so you especially live events absolutely you never freaking know so you just jump out there you give it up to god and and you hope for the best and i think with this Mm -hmm. because your intentions are so pure it always works out you know you uh, there's always joy in the end so that day we hit all these these five you know, protests. We finally went downtown and we were like stuck in the protest. And I'm like, yes, we found people. They're all downtown. <laughs> so um, <laughs> so we dropped everything off and it was beautiful. Were you picking and choosing awesome. which protests you would go to? Like once you found them on IG, were you guys like, oh, let's go to this one and not this one? Like, how were you deciding? No, I think it was, which ones to hit? you know, I really, it really was like, look at the map of LA and where am I located? And, you know, the beauty in COVID is there's no traffic these days. So I know that's the one thing you can find the silver lining in this whole situation. Absolutely. So we were able to hit five protests in one day in three hours. Like, when can you do that in L.A. ever? Never. Never. It's not possible. Not even at 12 o'clock at night. (laughs) Never. We went to Inglewood, Santa Monica, Hancock Park, Hollywood, and then downtown. Like, okay. 
Guys, that is serious. That's how you know that LA is. I know shut down. you can get shut all of those places in one day. There's no and way. have time to set up and do all that stuff too. Yes, right. Yes, yes. You know, so we went by and we just saw. You know, one of our first ones we went to. It looked like okay, there's you know a good twenty people here, and it looks like they've got more supplies than they have people. So I don't think they really need our goods here. So let's keep it pushing. <laughs> um. But I don't, I'm I'm not trying to be, um, you know, there's no real strategy here. It's just find the people and deliver. And that's, that's the strategy. Yeah. Meet the need. uh, You had mentioned to me on the side, actually, about the fact that people were kind of forgetting about the homeless population. Yes. That were also on the front lines, you know? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Saturday, I actually had an event um, and I went downtown to the flower market and picked up my flowers. And I'm like, all right, I, st- I still got a whole bunch of stuff in my trunk. Like my my baby's car seat can't even get in the car right now. Luckily, she's not going anywhere. But, um, you know, there's ho- so many homeless encampments down there that I just delivered. So true. I just dropped off, yeah. you know, because they need it too. And I get it, you know, the protest, of course they need it, but we've got it. We've had a real serious homeless issue just about as long as we've had all this injustice. So they need it too. Yeah, you know? for sure. I went down there as well. It's really, it's, it's really heartbreaking to it's see hard. how many people are out there lining up, trying to get resources And that's definitely something that we need to remember as well. And to be honest, some of them, most homeless people, let's be honest, they are very smart. When we were at City Hall and we set up, half the people at my table were homeless. I know they weren't protesting, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Good. They know how to get it. They know how to get their resources. Yes. So I'm like, you know, hey, take all you need. Take it. What are like some of the key takeaways from your experience being on the front lines and kind of just going out there and doing your thing? I would say community and love, you know, we're truly better together. Um, Leaving the fear behind, dropping what you see in the news um, and just being able to really see history unfold in front of your eyes. We are part of change right now. And that's the thing. Like when I went down to Hollywood on Sunday, it was just... I didn't and know that was a big expect, one, but it was it just was huge. Yeah, it was, it was huge. It was absolutely packed. And it was just amazing to see that it wasn't just black people standing up for yes. black lives. It was every single nation. It was like all manner of people just standing up over. And I still like remember messaging you guys and just saying like, I'm overwhelmed. Yes. Yeah. I don't know what to do with those feelings yes. because it's been us for so mm-hmm. long, you know? And now it's finally like we're being heard. And that's just a weird feeling to kind of take in. It's like a perfect storm that that happened, though, because here you have everybody home for COVID, right? Mm -hmm. People are spending more time with their loved ones up close and personal, like getting back to like the root of like just family and love and like what's important to them. And, you know, really digging in on like like watching shows together and maybe people were watching Just Mercy or other documentaries or different things like that. And then it's like, now we're being beat down with COVID and people are dying and we're seeing how it's disproportionately affecting the black community over and over and over again in the Mm -hmm. news. And then we see not one, not two, but three situations where black people are basically being hunted and killed in front of everybody on TV. Mm -hmm. And it's like, People are losing their jobs. They have no money. They're dying. We're all 
like stuck at home. We're with our families. We're, you know, I'm seeing the importance of our loved ones. Our president is who knows, checked out. I don't even know. And then all of these things come together. And then it's like, all right, we're going to go out and protest. <laughs> it's like all right. these feelings of, like, of everybody, every nationality is like, you can't deny them. It's like, this is crazy. We have to do something. Like, we absolutely. Have to yeah. I do wonder, like, and I asked my friend this, is like, do you think that it was amplified because of the situation that 100%. we were all facing? Oh, 100%. With because you before. had to take a pause. You had to take a pause in your busy yeah. life to really sit back. Absolutely. There was yeah. no choice. It's just literally, everybody's watching the same thing. Everyone's doing the same thing. Yeah. No one's going to work. So let's go protest. Let's mm-hmm. go. You know, we've yeah. got. And there's no cars. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I think, um, yeah. you know, as sad as it all is, it's, it's also really beautiful. It really is. Um, and I think, you know, what's what I've seen that's crazy for me is like, I think as black folks, we've, realize that we have to kind of mute ourselves a little bit that we have to we can't really talk about the injustices we can't really you know we take them in stride because we just take them so much that talking about them Mm -hmm. you know it seems like a burden so we just take it and I think the fact that we're able to kind of let it out now um and talk about it and like that girl over there that doesn't look like me knows I'm talking about it and she's okay with it too it's it's like this beauty You know, it's like, oh, you know, and you're still down. Let's go. Yeah. Like, let's let, let's fight together. Yeah. There's a release that's happening in the atmosphere. I think that ho- I'm hoping for Black people is that there will be some kind of healing I that happens um, because we've held it in for so long, and that that yes. is hard to carry. That's a heavy. And it's on the backs of so many yeah. names, so many lives that yeah, like mm-hmm. enough yeah. is enough. Yeah. No, without, without apology. apology, without consequence. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yes. without consequence, without retribution, without mm-hmm. anything. You know, we just took it. But it's it's really interesting to see how we shouldn't always be shaped by what the news and the media tells us. And this was a clear indicator mm-hmm. of that exact um, statement is that sometimes like the news just amplifies things in the negative and there was so much positive from what I'm hearing you say and from my experience being there is that the news only wants to do the negative portion but there's actually a positive throughout of this and nobody needs to be scared yeah. to go you do need to be safe but to take part in something that's changing the world don't don't no. skip out on that don't miss out because the, the news is telling Absolutely. you so otherwise. what so what's next for you for the you know for this movement within your career like what what do you see as next do you feel like this has changed the trajectory of your path at this point you know I don't know if I'm being honest um I feel like I've just become like this social justice fairy all of a sudden <laughs> yeah. like an I don't know how that happened you know I still love events it's amazing um but I feel like I want to ride this train a little bit I want to see where this goes and I think that is also a part of what really needs to happen I think that continuing is literally what has to happen um continuing to fight and continuing to donate continuing to protest I think when we stop you know, everything stops. Yeah. So if I stop because like, oh, this pretty event comes up and, you know, I'm making money again. So, you know, let's, let's forget that this social injustice is here. 
I think that that would be a disservice to to the fight. Yeah, and there's something you brought up something so, interesting sure. actually uh, mm-hmm. because <laughs> talking about a pretty event and you know, and then you're kind of mixing it with the social injustices. And I know we had talked also about this on a side um, about mm-hmm. like our experiences as, you know, black women in the event industry and how a lot of the things that are actually mirroring what's going on today, like in the streets and stuff that goes on all the time within, um, you know, the space of our our industry, like just, you know, what we've seen. So do you have any stories that you can share about, you know, I guess times where you felt like, this is this is insane and people are not seeing is from the black perspective or you know feeling like it was super racist or oh absolutely you know one event in particular <laughs> um beautiful venue downtown LA it was beautiful um up in just like one of those penthouse levels and I every single meeting there was just this phrase of like you don't think you're going to need more security you don't think you'll need more security oh, wow. I'm like why why do you think I need more security I'm sorry this uh, what are your average wedding sizes and they're like oh we can do up to you know 250 and I'm like well I have 200 so why would I need more added security for my guest like do you normally recommend that no we're just thinking that maybe you know and it was it, it was a lot of you knows Never the over, you know, the over, you know, well, y'all are black. Yeah. I get it. You know, we get it. It's in the situation. Yes. Yes. The innuendos are there. Um, Just a smile in your face. Yes. But rude. I made a post, you know, a few weeks ago or just last week. I'm sorry. That, you know, in our, in our business, we're supposed to be celebrated. Um that's what we're celebrating is love mm-hmm. and light and celebration and all that good stuff. And we aren't always celebrated Not and it's all. really unfortunate. You know, we, all these bridal blogs that I follow on Instagram, it's crazy. They're following me now just like three days ago, but I've been following them for years. <laughs> you know, I know that's a whole other conversation actually, because everybody's jumping. I feel like now that it's is. a bandwagon. Yes. If you don't say something, then now you're going to be seen as racist. So it's like, all right, we're staying with black lives, you know, yes. and that people have been making jokes about it, you know, posting random companies that, you know, damn well that they weren't posting. I think somebody, I think Trey songs posted like Pornhub or something said, we stand with black <laughs> lives. And we're like, Okay, like, you know, it's just so just many companies like you guys know daggone well. But the good thing yeah. also is that people are calling them out yeah. because there I, I just remember there's a there's a woman that was the first um, Afro Latina, well, Afro Cuban woman that was the curator at the Guggenheim Museum in New York. Mm-hmm, yep. mm-hmm. And they tried to erase her from her Basquiat exhibit, everything like they tried yeah. to erase her history. And she, then now oh they're like, oh, we're standing with, you know, black lives, all this stuff. And she called them out. She called yeah. out everything. that they like, did. I call BS. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> and now Absolutely. it's time that we do that for sure. <laughs> the small innuendos Absolutely. are the ones that hurt the most, I feel like, because it's like you can't really point it out and say mm-hmm. a spade mm-hmm. is a spade. Um, and I remember when I was like planning an event in Alabama and 
we didn't have the luxury of bringing all our vendors over there, you know, and flying them out, but we had to find vendors on the ground. And I remember going from vendor to vendor because we needed to find printers and we had to find, you know, rental companies and, and sound um, companies and things like that. And I just wanted to kind of check in on mm-hmm. the ones that I had called. And just walking into those rooms, the kind of atmosphere oh, yeah. kind of changes. I think I think everybody mm-hmm. know, that of knows course. that feeling. I feel like as Black people, we've felt oh, that all, all before. But you walk into that room and it, it's like the questions of mm-hmm. why are you here? And why is, like, there's no mm-hmm. people of your kind. So what kind of event Absolutely. are you putting on? What, kind what of could thing. you be So doing there's here? kind of that pushback. <laughs> Yeah, why? Like, there's no Black mm-hmm. people out here, so why are you out here? And it's just, it's really frustrating because it's like, there's pushback. It's already mm-hmm. a hard job, but then there's pushback when you, they see your face, and we have to deal with that on a daily basis. That's just sometimes hard. They don't even really have, sometimes hard, so. they don't even have to see your Hopefully. face. Like, I was planning a wedding in Charleston, and at the time, I was, I think I had just moved to L.A., so it was a lot harder for me to travel across. So a lot of my meetings I did virtually or over the phone with my client who was also African-American and they are Southern, like my clients were Southern and they were looking at different like plantations to do the wedding because they were so beautiful and they're black. And I'm like in the back of my head as this Northern chick, you know, from New York, I'm like, how is it that black people can even consider doing a wedding at a plantation you know but I'm like okay because I'm like are there any plantations that don't have a you know a blood splattered past like what Mm -hmm. what plantation exists that wasn't doesn't have a a terrible history you know the souls of our ancestors so you know I'm like all right whatever I'll go along with some of these things like you know the, the site visits and I can sense through the phone how they were already dismissing me and how they were treating my client because she went with her mom and her mother-in-law, um, mm-hmm. how they were just treating them in the space or in a walkthrough and talking down to them like they were stupid and <sighs> overarching, um, over like an overview of like the, the history, but not telling real history. Like, oh, this is this place mm-hmm. was built in 18 da 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 da. And this area, this is, you know, the, the land is so vast. It was just like, it was breaking my heart. You know, and Ugh. it turned after I talked to my client afterwards, um, she was actually, she's um, a cousin, like my, my cousin's fiance. So we had a relationship anyway. And I had to be really frank with them and like, are you comfortable with this? Because here's what I got from these, you know, meetings. And once mm-hmm. they went to other venues, they ended up getting married in Greenville, South Carolina, which is more of like a hippie, young, you know, I'm sure they have Black Lives Matter protests happening there right now. <laughs> like it's super progressive. Mm-hmm. Um, once they switched over there, they realized how terrible the other venues were and how, and then you're just looking at like Googling the places and looking up and like all the people that have complained about places and the, the racist things that have happened. And it was just crazy to me that we would even consider it as black people like why would we go back to Mm -hmm. our oppressor to celebrate life and celebrate love like that makes Mm -hmm. no sense at all no matter how beautiful it is Mm -hmm. i'm sorry Mm -hmm. like good call yeah good call we already know we have a a huge uphill battle within our industry um with the stuff that we have going on and we're not even touching that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff now dealing with the you know obviously more impressing matters with the deaths of innocent people on a daily basis. Um, but how can we continue to help you 
like where can we donate where can we do to help you and how do you think what do you think we can do to i guess add our voice in the in the fight i think that we're beyond like a teaching phase with people i think we have to let people learn on their own and i think for us we just have to do what we have to do um so if that means, you know, I would love more donations, I'm going to continue. I'm actually looking at other forms instead of just all, you know, dropping off snacks. I'm like, okay, I have all this money and there's not enough water and snacks in the world. So for what I have, but I'm, I'm now in a space of trying to figure out what other ways, um, bail out funds, um, or what I'm looking at now. Um, so I'm just trying to figure out ways that I can lend my voice without teaching other people how to treat me. Yeah. That's a, that, you know that is I mean? a quotable <laughs> statement. Yeah. Like all I can do yeah. is control I like that. myself and how to bring joy and light to my community. So that's what I'm going to do. And like, that's so if, if people want to donate to that, I'm, I'm like, I'm all for that, but I, I can't do the teaching anymore. No, <laughs> so. we're tapped out. And I think yeah, we can yeah. speak for all of us it's, in saying that. It's actually. tiring. <laughs> yes. We're, we're tired. Absolutely. So how can people uh, reach, can reach you? Reach me on Instagram. Uh, my IG is Aaron <laughs> A Y R O N underscore Bella, and I am taking donations still via Cash App and Zelle. I can provide those links to you, ladies, um, after this call that you can post if you'd like. Um, but yes, I'm going to continue. I got time, so I'm going to still go out. I'm going to still purchase things. I'm going to still protest. Um, and do it the Bella way. That's the only way I know how. That's amazing. Thank you so much. It's so well, thank great. you for everything yeah. you're doing. Thank you so much for having me. No, it was um, I really appreciate it. Coming from a background in agencies, I know that there's a disparity between the number of Black people in leadership and the actual number of producers out there. And I think that that is something that our industry can change. Um, some of the ways that that could happen is simply by, you know, hiring more producers, not like not just only having those token, you know, one black person at the table, we need to have kind of a seat at the table because there's different types of um, experiences that we all hold. We need to have more black creatives in management positions. And the only way to kind of foster diversity in your um, agency is to have different people sitting at the table. I know that the agency that I worked for previously to COVID, they had a room full of different people. And the amount of the, the different stories, the different brainstorms, the different ways that we communicate, like, yeah, there's just, it's so beautiful because there's ways that you think that someone else doesn't think and someone can share something different that you didn't even think about. And it's, it's just amazing that cross uh, collaboration that can happen between different ethnicities when they bring their story to the table. And I really truly believe in like, everybody has a story to tell. And, and as event producers, that's what we really do. Like we tell stories for our brands, for the people that we work for, um, the clients that we have, is that we're telling a story of whether it's their love or their brand or um, a day, a moment. So what better way to bring, to bring um, different, true different cultures? It's just, it, it's just amazing. So that's one way. The second way 
is invite producers to the brainstorming uh, session, to your campaign messaging, to your product releases, to your experiential events. I remember um, having being able to brainstorm um, for a new product name that was going to be released. And I was able to let them know that some of the names that they were considering would just not resonate in the Black community. How do you know that unless you bring the people that you're speaking to into the room? 100%. Because it's important to understand the sectors that you're speaking to, you know? Um, and it's important to showcase different experiences and, like, perspectives, uh, especially in that initial stage of brainstorming that's when all the ideas are kind of running and coming out and that's when you can kind of create amazing things i think number three is to hire black agencies to produce events um and especially hire black agencies when you're speaking to black consumers we know how to understand another black person's experience and what better way to do that than to hire someone that can be on that same playing field. Um, it's important that we also see ourselves represented when we work in it. It's tough. Like, imagine you lived in a world where you don't see yourself. Um, Which and, we do, basically. Yeah. Like, like just put yourself in our <laughs> shoes sometimes. So it's really important, especially as creatives. It's great to kind of just have that ability to connect um, with someone else of the same ethnicity as you. And another reason why that's really great is that, or why it's important is because we can't really show our creativity if there's no like events that allow us to do that. Like, it's just like kind of the way that you learn, the way that you grow. If you're constantly given the same events over and over again to do, you can't grow. People flourish when they're given the opportunities, always having like to prove ourselves is exhausting. You can't grow. And if you're not given the opportunity to take on those harder and those larger projects, there's no way for you to learn. Like you can't constantly learn at A if you're never going to B. I think fourthly is to invest in Black agencies. I see over and over again that funding is, an, is like the number one reason why we don't scale our businesses. Um, it holds us back in kind of just getting to those larger, larger um, scalable numbers. So level the playing field. And lastly, promote Black agencies. Word of mouth is like the key to marketing. Everybody knows that it's marketing 101. If you can share or put your stamp on another black agency to propel them into the doors of a new opportunity, do so. Introduce them to other brands, expand their reach and their circle of influence. That's the best way that they can grow That's amazing. and go to the next level. Yeah, and I think we've seen through the protesting, white voices are getting some of the changes made because they are listened to <laughs> you know when in the right no matter the topic right people listen so it's super important like you were saying to promote black agencies like even if it goes against the grain like just promote people that don't look like you yeah it's important because who's out there doing that you can only promote yourself as much as um, you can, but a lot of the times you can get to the next level because you know so-and-so or you know so-and-so, you know? 100%. It's um, a chain of network. It's just, you know, how it goes. Yeah. Um, but that's another key thing that you're saying is like a lot of the times, like we've been protesting for so long and what is different about 
right now, the time that we live in is because we have people that look like Mm -hmm. the people that are in the law offices that are in um, the roles that are able to make changes, you know, they look the same Mm -hmm. and they're able to communicate and say, listen, Mm -hmm. you know, we need to change. In our interview with Aaron, we just kind of go over some things that we can do to help, you know, her with her um, fights and with the protests. But I think there's, you know, a few ways the event professionals can contribute to the cause as well. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like we're all antsy. We're trying to use our skills to, to, you know, add to this, you know, add a voice to it, but we just kind of don't know where to go. So, you know, I have five tips as well. And the first thing I would say would be to do what you do best, which is to plan. Um, there's so many different events that can happen centered around this situation. And I feel like a protest in itself is an event. You know, you still need, you know, to be organized. You still need to have different people that are, you know, handling logistics and signage and, you know, all types of things that have to go into play into just organizing stuff, marketing. So, um, yes, I mean, if you can, if you, you know, want to do your own, protest you can do that but if you want to do something that's centered around the topic um you could do maybe how to talk to your children um with age appropriate you know messaging about the current events i know sesame street just did something but there's always room for more discussion because that's a hot button topic right now so just think of things that are can add to the conversation and create an event circled around it and right now we're in this virtual world where it's really easy to just organize something that can be done virtually yeah. actually one of our previous um, i was just gonna guests, mention that one of our Brittany previous guests Brittany, yeah she just did an event in person mm-hmm. called the layout yes, in new york beautiful. my hometown Gosh. yeah and it's just like it got all you know basically black people people of color together just to commune and have a you know an amazing um just healing moment exactly. in the park and, you know, they were safe, they wore their masks, all that stuff, but, you know, which is beautiful. And I feel like there's so many events that you can do centered around this to add your voice yeah. to the conversation. Um, another thing, a part of that is planning um, there. You can combine an extensive list of all the resources that have already been shared on social media. And I feel like people are overwhelmed with so many things that are people are trying to push out to like support black this, support black that. And while it's amazing, they're in so many different areas. Yeah. So I would definitely, you know, if you're good with the back end stuff, logistics, like create a site, yeah. you know, create a list that access that has all of the resources combined um, specifically for black, you know, businesses to support and send that out to your network. Um, you can offer your planning, design, floral services, et cetera, to organizations that are on the front lines. Um, they're all doing the necessary work and it's super exhausting and they definitely need the hands. You know, we assume that everything is taken, you know, is under control and taken into consideration, but we don't know what people are going through. So it doesn't hurt to just offer your expertise and your voice, you know, a hand just in a situation. You never know how it can be helpful. Um, number two, this is something that I feel like sometimes you're always scared to do because you don't want to miss mix business with personal stuff but i feel like right now we're in this environment where everything is mixed together so i would recommend to reach out to your past clients you know you especially if you're doing long-term events you've built relationships with a lot of clients so why not utilize them why not reach out and see you know if they can be a resource to you or they have other connections that can help you um, maybe filter out something that you can do like 
think through an event that you guys can put on together, or they might have the financial resources to donate to some of the causes that you want to put your effort into. So it's super important, I feel like, to utilize the people that are in your network. And it's also, on the side, a good way to see who is with the fight and who isn't. <laughs> it's definitely a good way to see who's kind of with you. Mm-hmm. Um, so another way that you can also um, contribute to the cause is, is to create a list of the upcoming events, you know, rallies and protests for people to participate in so that, you know, the information can be disseminated like all in one place, because I feel like, and then send it to Aaron. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> definitely send it to Aaron. Cause I feel like there's a lot of things going on, but I've heard from a lot of people. It's like, how did they find these protests? How did they get this? How did they get that? So if there's a lot of people that have their ears to the street, they know what's going on. So if you're one of those people and you have contacts that are posting constantly about the things that are going on, you should definitely take that information, package it up and send it out, you know, and also in that, in that list, there you go. You can offer your services in that list. If people want to go, if you need something like, let me know, Hey, I can do a, B or C like I'm here to help, but here's a list of all the things that are going on. Don't um, assume, so, don't assume that everybody assume. has the same information, yeah. you know, Definitely. IG only caters to a certain type of people or it's, yeah. type, you know, a lot um, of people not on social media. Exactly. So. Mm-hmm. Um, so number four would be to reach out to your vendors or as I call them, a frienders um, in the industry to see what services that they're able to provide to organizations. So maybe you guys can join forces and work together. The part that we're forgetting is that there were lives that were taken so there are funerals also that need to be planned. Yeah. And I remember, you know, when it came to like Nipsey Hussle or Kobe, like there were local vendors that getting in, you know, and helping out and making sure that expenses got paid. And I know that there's a lot of celebrities that are coming in and, and offering finances, but it doesn't mean that because they're doing that, nothing else is needed. So definitely reach out to people to see collaborate together and you know offer your services as a group to anybody that needs it yeah those are things that are like you don't really think yeah. about but funerals are very yeah expensive. definitely um and even like with businesses like if you know if you have let's say a floral shop that you know that was like damaged during the protest like c- ask how you can be of service like they might still have business that yeah. they have to do so maybe you can come in and volunteer for the day and help if you do floral design you know you never know so yeah, fabricators yeah. that know how to build, go and mm-hmm. help and fix things. Definitely. Yeah. So I think the final thing is um, help with cleanup. I think that event professionals know more than anybody what happens after an event. <laughs> it's crazy. It's chaotic. And there's a lot that needs to be done. And I think that we're really great at doing that and figuring out, you know, how can we we get everything to look like new again. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of um, <laughs> grassroots organizations and just people coming out into the streets and just helping businesses with cleanups of their stores. So I'm not necessarily saying that like, you're responsible for cleaning up the streets. Like you don't have to go out with a, you know, a big truck, the sweeper and like do all of that or clean up just the city's garbage. But what I am saying is that, like we were saying in, in number four, that there's a lot of businesses that may be affected by this. So just offering your, a hand to maybe help clean up storefronts or, you know, wherever you can lend a hand. Or if there's people that came out there like Aaron is doing to offer, you know, supplies and food and that kind of stuff, there might be stuff to help her clean up with as well. So there's so many different mm-hmm. angles to this. And I feel like 
there are ways that we can use our talents, you know, as the planners, the the big picture people, the organizers, the designers, the florists, like for us to even the graphic designers, you know, all the creatives, the, the artists. artists, yeah, the artists. I was just thinking about something like they created a whole like mural with mm-hmm. the signs that they they are um, using to mm-hmm. protest one of you artists should like create a huge one that would be like super amazing. yeah definitely like, there there's so go. many different ways to participate and I feel like you yeah. know we just need a little push a little nudge to get us off yeah. our like we're kind of all scared to be like which what, what can we do what can we how can we help but that those are actionable things that we can all do yeah and donate donate yourself I think that we're all ready to create We've been indoors for so long. So let's get our creative juices flowing and just use our talents. To create change. And thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of The Party Crashers. We're your hosts, Lori James and Nikkei Lewis. Thank you for allowing us to crash your party. That's it for this episode. For any of your event production needs, you can always reach out to us on Instagram at The Party Crashers Podcast. Until next time, keep creating. Thank you.